Hello and welcome to the Jesse and Melva podcast. Let's talk about love and marriage. We are so glad you're here. Do you know how so many couples get so caught in the routine of their daily lives that their relationship loses its spark? Well, we help you get that spark back in the way that sticks. This is the place where you will discover the secrets of happy couples that you can apply to your own relationships. And now, here's Jesse and Melba. Hello, I am Melba Thomas Johnson. And this is Jesse Johnson. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate your taking this time to join us. Today, we're talking about sex. We know that today's show is going to be of interest to a whole lot of you. We're continuing our series on the 10 most common relationship problems. Uh, let's begin with a brief review of what we covered in part one of this topic. Yes. Uh, so, first, we'd like to say that the loss of sexual intimacy in long-term marriages and relationships is a disturbing and painful issue between couples. Also, the lack of sex becomes the to- topic of heated arguments in a lot of relationships. And, of course, when partners argue about it, The fighting doesn't create a romantic atmosphere for sexual intimacy. Who wants to have sex after that? Right. Uh, We also talked about the fact that in the romantic stage uh, of the relationship that there is an attraction, uh, couples come together and feel emotionally and romantically connected, connected, and at some point they become sexually active. And once they do that, I mean, they really get sexually active. There's a lot of sex. That's absolutely correct. Um, During this phase, it is in this phase that the relationship um, that is referred to as the romantic phase. You know, it's the hypnotic phase um, when there's so much chemistry. This is when the attraction takes place, and there's a release of various hormones in the brain, one of which that we talk about uh, many times in our workshops and even in our counseling, uh, phenylethylamine, or in short, PEA, that gives couples the feeling of euphoria, and it boosts the couple's sexual desire. So that starts off, so what starts off as a whole lot of sexual energy is expected to continue for life. And I think uh, the key word of key phrase in that is expected to continue for life. And because it doesn't continue, um, men often feel anger and frustration because their spouses or girlfriends begin to lose their interest in having sex. And uh, we've even heard men uh, allege that their wives or girlfriends actually lied to them, that they uh, misled them, uh, they tricked them mm-hmm. uh, by believing that they were going to have all that they're going to have this kind of a sexual passionate uh, experience for for a lifetime, and then when it doesn't happen, the guys really feel upset about that. Yeah, yeah. So when you start having conflicts that you just don't know how to resolve, you have entered the second phase of your relationship that has been referred to as the power struggle phase. That's what we call it, and a lot of our colleagues um, in this work call it. And as Jesse just said, when you find yourself fighting and arguing a lot, not knowing how to manage your conflicts and disagreements outside the bedroom door, those things don't make you feel much like having sex. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely don't. 
And in our last show, we also talked about that uh, women usually believe that men can have sex at a moment's notice. Now, that's not absolutely true. It is true that men can be aroused very quickly, much much quicker than women. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that um, men can have sex uh, at a moment's notice because uh, men are also impacted by what's going on in, in terms of the relationship. So if there's a lot of conflict and turmoil and things of that nature going on, then um, men also are impacted by that as well, and that impacts their sex drives also. And that will surprise many, 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 many women. Um, so a recent study um, showed that nearly one-third of women aged 18 to 59, suffer from a loss of interest in sex. The other thing, it's just not in their heads. Men's chief sexual complaint is erectile dysfunction. A woman's chief complaint is caused by a combination of both mental and physical conditions. The root for the, of the reason why there is often a loss of sexual intimacy in, in a relationship. So in other words, um, uh, men suffer pretty much from a physical situation, and women, um, their complaint is a combination of uh, not feeling mentally connected, um, and that does not create arousal for them. Right. And so if we look at these together, this is like a uh, root causes and reasons why there's a loss of sexual intimacy in relationships. Right. Arguments yeah. just don't help people feel closer. We also offered six reasons why uh, people often have problems in uh, sexual intimacy, and the first one, Nova, was? The first is uh, interpersonal relationship issues. And the second is um, uh, social conditions or situations. The third is low testosterone, so that's in women and in men. Right. The fourth are medical problems. The fifth, medications, because medications have a uh, big impact on uh, sexual arousal and desire. And the sixth is age. And uh, we won't take time uh, to review all that. You can hear that on the last uh, show we did two weeks ago. Um, Could be and not necessarily age, but it, it can be a factor. It can be a factor, yes. Yeah. Uh, getting help for your sexual problems. Uh, Melba, how, what, we made some recommendations about how people could get uh, help. Yeah, the first thing we recommended um, for both of you is that you see your doctor for a comprehensive medical review. You should share with your doctor your concern about the loss of sexual desire or and ability to function and obtain treatment for whatever the condition might be. If it's just because one partner is not complaining about it, um, it doesn't mean that they're not affected. It right. becomes a relationship problem, so it needs to be addressed right. um, for both. We also think uh, our second recommendation is that um, couples who are really having a lot of problems uh, in their sexual relationship consider, seriously consider getting some sexual therapy. Um, and, uh, and, if you, and if you have a medical condition, talk to your doctor about changing medications or altering the dose. Right. And if you have um, some kind of a physical condition uh, that you might also need to talk to, not might, but you should always talk to your doctor about any kind of a physical 
condition that you have that could also be impacting your sex drive. Right. So um, the other thing that's important is to have your testosterone levels checked. Right. You need to know what the levels are so that you, you can know whether they need to be adjusted or not. Right. The medication needs to adjust. Uh the last thing, last thing we want to share with you, a couple of points about that we talked about last time was the impact of sex, uh, loss of sexual interest in relationships, and that when a married or, or committed man in a relationship loses uh, a desire for sex, it can have a really devastating impact on a woman. A woman really can begin to question herself and her attractiveness and desirability and all those kinds of things. Absolutely. And when a woman loses her desire for sex, the man often becomes angry, and withdraw. Right. So we might do that's a kind of a general review. I know it takes ten minutes for us to do that, so we need to go on and move on uh, with some new information or some additional information we want to share with you about this topic. And first of all, there are sexual differences between men and women. So no, why don't you start? Yeah, it has been said that a good marriage or committed relationship is the best of friends with passion. Uh-huh. Without passion, you just have a friendship. There are those for whom a friendship is okay, but for most, it is not. While communications is considered to be a major reason for relationships dysfunction, close to it, we believe, is a diminished sexual relationship. It's also true that men, men and women um, are different, and couples really take this into account in their relationship. For example, uh, men are really quick to be aroused and are relatively quick to achieve an orgasm. Uh, Men are especially aroused visually, and brain research has documented this. So in general, men uh, enjoy looking at women in magazines and videos and online uh, pornography. Uh, All of this plays a bigger role in the sexual life of men. But... uh, no, I think that most women, when they um, uh, discover that their men are looking online or looking at visual things, magazines and things, many women just don't like that. Uh, so They don't like it, and it's a very important place for conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because we had mentioned communication earlier. Um, those kinds of things have meaning, and it's real important for both people to be able to talk about um, his experience uh, was happening for her, and she needs to be able to respond about the impact. And then maybe um, through communicating about it, they can find a way to incorporate um, um, more of the loving connection in their own relationship. Right. Okay. So, so that's so, and then for women. Um, in terms of arousal, are aroused more slowly. Many are. Um, some are aroused pretty quickly. And after they reach an orgasm, they tend to remain at a high plateau of arousal before dropping off. So if a man is quick to be aroused and a woman takes longer, doesn't it make sense that the couples might have problems meeting each other's sexual needs? Makes sense to me. Yeah. It is extremely important that men and women really do need to talk about what each needs and then work out a way where the sexual needs of each partner is met. 
A failure to communicate about sexual desires and preferences is a major reason for sexual problems. It's also important for women to understand that sexual intercourse for men is an external act. This is the reason why some men can separate sex from love. That's why some men have said, uh, have said, I have sex with this other person, but I love my wife. Now, that doesn't, I know that doesn't make not a one bit of sense to most women because of the fact that how men and women approach sex is so differently. Uh, for man, men, it is an external thing. It, is, it can be emotionless and all of that for women that is not the, the same. Is that true? That's right, because for many, 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 many women, sex has a deeper meaning. It means allowing a man to enter her body. It's a deeply personal act, and men need to recognize and appreciate this because sex for a woman is much more meaningful and intimate than it is for a man in most cases. Mm-hmm. We can't generalize for everybody, but That's in most true. cases, he can just get up and walk away. Many can, not all. Uh, it means more than that to a woman. This is why women complain about the need for emotional intimacy before they can become sexually active. And then men, some men say they need to have the sexual connection before they can connect uh, emotionally. Mm-hmm. They become emotionally connected um, during the sexual experience. Right. Um, I think this this difference or this conflict, Melba, that you're uh, talking about uh, between men and women can actually represent a really major problem for a lot of couples in their relationship. Uh, If, for example, the woman insists on emotional closeness and safety in order to be sexual, and the man... Uh, has a need for having the sex fulfilled, the only way that they can be happy sexually is if they got to work out all of their differences and problems and things of that nature. And um, sometimes that takes time, and in the meantime, I think men are many times frustrated because they're saying, well, you know, unless my wife is completely 100% happy in the relationship, that means I don't have any sex. And that can be very frustrating. I'm, I'm reminded of a story uh, that I heard a long time ago. Um, this is a newlywed couple, and um, uh, the wife was trying to convince her husband that there was something that she thought was really important that she wanted and that she wanted it right away. And her husband said to her, I asked her a question, rather, Why, didn't your mother ever tell you how to get what you wanted from a man? And uh, the wife said no, and the husband said, well, let me tell you, at least it works for me 95% of the time. Um, And, of course, the wife was sitting there ready to hear what her husband was going to tell her about how to get what she wanted. And he said to her, in the afterglow of sex, honey, you can get from me just about anything you want. That might be a little foreplay. That's true. Yeah, yeah. A thought to keep in mind. Okay. Yeah, the best stories. Um, I read recently that women need to feel desired and men need to feel competent. Women have an ongoing, never-ending desire to feel attractive and desired by their man. Therefore, men need to be complimentary to their women. They need, they need to know that they're beautiful and desired. 
The more desired she feels, the more sexual she feels. It's a real turn-on. This means, men, that you make a huge mistake when you go out publicly and you Google I, other women you see. Yeah, I, I can remember um, someone that uh, I knew for a long time who was very, very, very upset because um, she and her husband would go out um, socially many, 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 many times. And she was, uh, the next day when she would talk about it to her friends and what have you, she would talk about how upset she was, you know, and they would go to some really fascinating places. He would take her to dinner, he'd take her out dancing. I mean, they really were like the couple uh, out and about on, you know, the town. And so um, the next day she was she was pretty much upset because when she talked about the experience the night before, she talked less about how much fun they had at the candlelight dinner or the theater that they went to or a picnic that they went to or some kind of fun thing that they had or dancing. She talked more about um, the number of times that he looked at other women in her presence. Mm-hmm. You know, So it could be a real downer. And women pay attention to things like that. So your woman needs to know that you think that she's all that and a bag of chips. Oh, all right. I'd like to let women in on a little secret, and that is if you want your man to initiate the lovemaking as an indication of his interest in you, um, the problem is that men usually don't know when to approach you. And if you have turned him away time after time when he's approached you, he's going to be really reluctant to approach you again. Uh, and so he needs a signal, uh, some way, something from you to let him know that, it, that you're approachable. It's also important, women, that you understand and recognize that you really control what happens in the bedroom, either secretly or openly. Most men are aroused by women who take a dominant role in their sexual relationship. So if you wonder why, uh, if you wonder whether or not he really desires you, just turn him on, and he'll quickly um, enjoy. The, you'll quickly enjoy the sense of being desired. Also, women be aware that research has shown that couples, and I think this is really important. I'm a, really emphasize this. The research shows that couples who have sex have fewer disagreements for about 48 hours after they have sex. That's two whole days that you can, uh, after making love, that you can have uh, two days of fewer disagreements. So if you have more sex, the chances are you're going to get along better. Uh, I think that's something to keep in mind. Now, women should recognize that men carry the burden of sexual competence. So having and maintaining an erection long enough to satisfy their partner is key. And I think what a lot of women don't understand is that uh, there are some men that suffer from performance anxiety, and this becomes a major, major issue for them. Uh, Most of these issues can be treated by medical doctors, and if there is a problem, it's essential that you discuss it together and figure out ways to address it. Remember, your man has a tendency to see it as his problem only. When the two of you own the problem together, you have a better chance of resolving it. And sometimes it's a medical situation, 
And anxiety is also a counseling issue. Yes. That uh, through talk therapy or talk counseling, um, that could be a way to address it as well. And I would go to that route first. Right. Men need to understand the fact that a major reason why many women lose interest in sex is not because they're not sexual. It's because at the end of the day, many women are just so exhausted that they just won't even allow themselves to think about it. Um, you know, a lot of times all women can do is just make it to bed, fall in there and go to sleep and get up the next day and do it all over again. So when your woman asks you for help around the house or with the kids uh, and so forth, what you're really doing is helping her to take some of the pressure off. And um, you might also want to consider having sex in the morning uh, before your day starts. There's a song that I love, uh, and I forgot who uh, who sang the song and, and all that, but the words go, just a little loving early in the morning beats a cup of coffee for starting out today. Yeah. Um, so it's also important that men understand that what goes on outside the bedroom impacts what, if anything, is going to happen inside the bedroom. If the couple has a lot of unresolved issues and conflicts going on in the relationship, it represents a major barrier to a mutually fulfilling sex life. Melva, I would, I definitely would agree with that. You know, and the other thing I'd like to to say is that one of the reasons why I think, uh, and we've mentioned this earlier, that couples don't always uh, have a lot of sex is because they fight a lot, and they fight over a lot of things, which includes money, like you know who spends money and for what, or parenting styles. Uh, you know, one parent may think the other is too lenient, the other thinks the other is too strict. And this happens a lot in blended families uh, and household chores, you know, managing how things get done around the house, and also spending time together, you know, uh, giving each other and the relationship the time and attention uh, and the nurturing that it needs. Yeah, and, and another important aspect of fulfill, fulfilling sex life is Communication, meaning communication, understanding each other's love language around um, a satisfying sexual experience. We talk about communication a lot because it's the basis for a good um, relationship, and you need to be able to communicate about all these different areas. So if you and your partner aren't communicating well outside the bedroom, the chances are you're not communicating well inside the bedroom either, and you need to communicate as well about such things as when to have sex, sex talk before and after, how to create the mood, what to wear, sexy, etc., or nothing at all, what pleases each of you, sharing your sexual fantasies, and cuddling after sex. So you really need to know each other's sexual love language that leads to both uh, partners feeling satisfied. And the only way you're going to know that is to be able to communicate about it. Yeah. Uh, I want to say a word about the challenges that uh, couples face when they go from dating to being married. Uh, I don't think that most couples realize what a tremendous challenge that that represents. It's one thing to be living in separate spaces, but when you move in together and have to start sharing everything, this creates a major problem. And some couples uh, believe that you know, all you got to do is move in together without being married and that that's the answer. But we don't think so. Uh, because if you're not married, you can also leave whenever you want. 
Uh, we call that sometimes an uncommitted commitment. Uh, so um, we're, you're supposed to act like you're married, but you're really not. So some of the kinds of things that when you're moving from dating to being a couple, which also I think can impact the amount of sexual uh, uh, energy and uh, involvement, uh, many times uh, couples have to learn how to share financial responsibilities. Uh, you know, there's a, a commercial on TV that I like. It's um, it's kind of funny, but it really does make the point. It's uh, a man and his wife who've gotten married, and he sings a song, and and uh, in the song he says, uh, you know, I had this image of we're going to live in the suburbs in a really nice house, but what we're really doing here now is living in the basement of my parents, my in-laws' home, and the reason for it is because I didn't know my my wife had this credit problem. So oh, that commercial, yeah. That commercial. And so I think, you know, money situations are things a lot of couples don't even talk about uh, before they get together. Um, even moving in together, people don't talk about that. So, you know, how are you going to use your money? Who's going to pay for what? How money is used? There's also conflicts over saving money versus spending money. Uh, and what to purchase and when. There are also problems about how you manage the household, how the cooking, the cleaning, the washing, the decorating, ironing, all those kinds of, how all those things get done. And also around family and friends, like family expectations around certain holidays and birthdays and things of that nature. And if you've got two sets of uh, in-laws, then you've got to work all that out. And uh, also in terms of your friends, you know, maybe before you got together, you spent a whole lot of time with your friends. Now you don't do that as much. And um, so there there can be conflicts there. So, so you need to have love language around all of that. All of that is yeah. important, yeah. So, Jesse, um, let's pause for a minute and take a few questions. I, I think we'll be able to take maybe one. Right, okay. Um, uh, a wife says, uh, before we got married, my husband romanced me all the time. He pursued me. He brought me flowers. Uh, he created romantic getaways. He told me that I was beautiful and sexy and smart and all of those things, um, all the things that I wanted to hear. Now he doesn't say or do any of that, and I have to ask him, but I don't think I should have to. What should I do? Well, the first thing I would say in terms of what's happening, um, we had talked earlier about the romantic stage and when the brain releases all those endorphins, uh, phenothalamine, PEA, and what have you. It's easy to do it during that stage. <clears throat> and when and just knowing that that stage is supposed to begin and supposed to end, um, <clears throat> it's important to prepare for it. So if you're finding this out after you're already in that stage, it's going to be important to have a conversation about that, mm-hmm. a conversation entitled um, things that, we do for the other that leads to them feeling loved and cared about. I think it's a very important conversation to have for him to be able to share what uh, leads to him feeling loved and cared about by you and for him to hear what feels um, loving and caring um, by him for you. Right. Well, I certainly agree with that, Melba. Um, and we have we had a number of questions that came to us about uh about this topic about sex, so it's obviously it's a hotter uh, topic than uh, we even realize. We will answer uh, on uh, a 
question, question and answer question video. Question and answer and other, other ways that we can. Thanks again so much for listening. And uh, remember, we'd like to hear from you, so drop us an email. This has been Jesse Johnson. And Melva Thomas Johnson. Thank you for listening and wishing you success in all your relationships. Take care and goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Jesse and Melva podcast, Let's Talk About Love and Marriage, where we help you get that spark back in your relationship. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and listen to all of our shows. We post new shows every week, and we want to help each of your relationships. You can receive even more great information from successful couples by visiting our Facebook group, Tips for Success in Love, Marriage, and Life. It's easy. Just search for Tips for Success in Love, Marriage, and Life at Facebook.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. See you next time.